I'm Kerry Fink. Welcome to this edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Glenn, this is always a, a great time when we get a chance to get together and just dive right into God's Word. And, uh, you know, there's so many things going on in the world today that people are concerned about, and maybe rightfully so if you're, if you're addicted to redline living. But for those of us that really pursue kingdom living, living the way God intended us to, there's never been a better time, Glenn. <laughs> you know, it's so true, Kerry, because we're so caught up in uh, just media, basically, and, and the news. And, and so much of the news is, is this culture of fear and anxiety and worry. Uh, but we're going to talk about today is gain is now. Gain is now. And uh, so, so that's going to be a lot of fun today. Yeah, there's no lack in God's economy. And, you know, Glenn, as we we're talking about this, I was thinking, in particular, you know, if, if you're new to this viewer, uh, and thank you for joining the growing family of folks who are reached by Kingdom Living, uh, Glenn, you've done this, uh, you've put out the REPL Minute faithfully uh, since the year 2006. It's that daily Monday through Friday, um, I call it a biblical encouragement moment that uh, really helps us all start the day with our focus on God, and, and it's encouraging, and it, and it gives us Bible uh, passages that will help us move through the day. And so uh, thousands of people receive that both directly in their inbox. A lot of people find it on Facebook or YouTube or other places like that. But even that, then, uh, as you were going along with that, Glenn, several years ago, you put together this book, Fraud, which I always love to comment. Uh, it's not an intimidating book. It's literally 40 bite-sized chapters. And this is really what kind of prompted the whole kingdom living thing. And I think it's kind of interesting that you, as a financial expert who spent um, decades in, in, you know, working with finances and helping other people with their finances in a biblical kind of way, it's interesting that you would, you would uh, God would give you a title of a book called Fraud, let alone out of that birth this whole thing with kingdom living, which is now reaching the better part of a million people uh, every 90 days or so. And so the footprint to me keeps, I see it keep growing. And I think one of the reasons for that is as people realize we can't necessarily trust the natural uh, situation as much as the supernatural situation, I think it leads more and more people to really get engaged with this concept of kingdom living, Glenn. Amen. Amen, Carrie. So, so true. That unseen world created the seen world. We have to learn uh, to, to see the unseen. You know, and as you held up the book, uh, one of the things we need to understand is, is what is the defini definition of fraud? Right. And, and, and we haven't talked about this a lot, but, but in Wikipedia it defines fraud as fraud. Is, is in law, fraud is the deliberate deception to secure unfair or unlawful gain or to deprive a victim of a legal right. And Merriam-Webster defines fraud as follows, intentional perversion of truth in order to induce another, another to part with something of value or to surrender a legal right. So that, that's, that's, if fraud's been committed against you, do you want to know it? And that has been the intent all along, Kerry, uh, of, of this book, because fraud has been committed on, on us and mankind. So uh, people need to know that. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I think that's really what uh, your book brings to the forefront. Uh, and again, if you're new to this and you're not familiar with it, 
uh, grab a copy of it. If you go to therepleminute.com, you'll see links. It's very easy to get your copy straight off of Amazon. Uh, you can also access the uh, fraud series right there uh, on audio uh, because actually uh, you released those, Glenn, also as part of a REPL Minute. And we just uh, segmented them over to a side so people could uh, catch that whole series. But it's important because it's a great basis of knowledge for understanding really the greatest fraud of all time. And people, you know, might say, oh, that was a financial fraud or something else. But no, the greatest greatest fraud of all time is what you talk about in the book, Glenn. And it is our identity was stolen from us. And uh, uh, as we get in today, uh, one, of the, one of the things I want to start with is just a big idea. And this is something I just really got yesterday. And it just, it just kind of neat. The big idea. Are you aware that there's only one true translation of the Bible. That sounds kind of like there's only one true, and I love to read different translations. So are you aware there's only one true translation of the Bible? And it's because there's only one true translator, the Holy Spirit. Isn't that good? Good. There's only, because it's the Holy Spirit that's translating the word of God, the word of Jesus, the revelation. So as we uh, seek the truth of God, it's going to be through the Holy Spirit revealing, as Carrie was talking about, the unseen, the supernatural. So we're so much caught up into the natural that we miss the supernatural. So that was the big idea. So part of the question here that I want to ask today, too, is what is your measurement system? What's your measurement system? Is it based upon loss or gain? Is it or is it both? And, and so what we want to talk about today, gain is now. And so we're going to put that that fraud fire extinguisher on, on the access, assessing the loss or damages, assessing the loss or damages, the fraud caused upon us, which we'll see here. So as we assess uh, the loss or damages. We, we put the fraud, fraud fire extension on losses and damages, and we want to bring in gain, restoration, reconciliation, and redemption. And the scripture that we've used here over, over some of the last weeks is, is, is in uh, Colossians 1.13, which he rescued us out of the dominion of loss, <laughs> our damages, uh, the sense-ruled uh, world dominated by the law of performance, which Carrie was kind of talking about, the, the seen world, and relocated us into the kingdom where the love of his son rules. So, so that's an important part that we recognize. That's the gain, and we're going to see and talk more about that. And again, as, as we go on in, in the teaching, uh, we, we continually bring up the green line red line living. And this green line that we see going across the screen here is so important because that's the line is that God is outside of time. And we, we talk about uh, the three greatest, and I want to talk about the fourth, four greatest historical events ever. And, and the first one is, is creation. God created the heavens and earth, and he created man and breathed life in, in, into us, he created man in, in his image and his likeness, in his image and likeness, as we've talked about this agape love. He's, we're love beings, we're spirit beings, and we're meant as eternal beings to live 
forever. That's the intention. Uh, but he did give us free will. And he said that there's two trees in, in the garden here, there's the, uh, uh, the tree in the center, which is the tree of life, and there's the tree uh, of good and evil. When you eat of the tree of good and evil, uh, you're going to surely die. So, so uh, Adam, Adam uh, ate and Eve ate from that tree, and guess what happened? <laughs> That's that tree of death down there, and because we have the two trees. We got the tree of love, and love is patient. That's in the upper right-hand corner. Love is patient, kind, truthful, trust, protects, hopes, and perseveres. And out of that comes the fruit, the nourishment of the Holy Spirit in our lives, growing the fruit. But we have this fall that happens. So at the fall, we have we we brought in death, sickness, disease, sickness, and and then and then out of this, uh, Jesus got out of God's love for us. Uh, redemption came in, which is the third, his major, major historical event is, 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 is re, we've been recreated back into his, we've been restored, redemption came in, and, and through that, we have this new creation. But one of the questions, and then the fourth greatest event is, is really when we're baptized, was Pentecost, when, when the Holy Spirit comes as we're born again, the Holy Spirit comes in, but we just receive all the Holy Spirit has for us so that we can rule and reign here on earth. But here's a question that, that, I, that I learned this week also that I thought was really neat, is that un, with this tree of, of uh, uh, good and evil, the tree of death, the question is, how long did Adam live? Because it says, when you eat of this tree, you're going to surely die. So how long did Adam live? Well, let's look at a scripture here. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with one day that is with the Lord is as of a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. God is outside of time. So he surely died when he ate of the tree because he only lived 930 days, three, 930 years. He didn't live even a thousand, a thousand years to get to one day. So he died. He died in the one day. One day is as a thousand years. A thousand years is as one day. Now that's kind of hard to maybe hear and see, but, but that's the way God is outside of time. And we, we need to just grasp that idea. So as we assess the loss and the damages, uh, Carrie and I, we live here in Florida. And many of you are watching and listening to us are, are all over the world. We appreciate you, you tuning in. But one of the things, you know, we, we have all kinds of loss and hurricanes and damages and, and tsunamis. And, and, and we have Ukraine and, and all kinds of issues. But one of the things that we see is, is that uh, we have natural uh, disasters happen. So one of the things you come in and you just look at the natural disasters where, uh, you know, look at the loss, the loss of life, uh, the, the damage, the, the loss of a home, and with that comes the loss of power and food and, and, and loss of jobs, uh, loss of businesses, and, and, and you come in, you have to assess the damages that, that, have went, that have gone on. And one of the things we have to look at is that we have to assess our spiritual damages that have gone on also. So in in when, when the fall happened, uh, sin, death, 
disease, sickness, the judgment, condemnation came in. And what we lost was our oneness, uh, that oneness with the Father. We lost uh, the spirit. We died. We died. And so uh, what we've, we have to do is assess those damages. And we lost that fellowship uh, with, with God the Father. And so, so it was taken from us uh, in the garden. We lost this. So death came in. The spirit of offense came in. Uh, regret, injustice, anger, bitterness, our selfish desires, uh, fear, worry, anxiety. This wasn't the way we were designed. We gave up dominion to the enemy, Satan, uh, who's the prince of this world. But, but we're going to learn that we have dominion over him. And we don't have to fear him because greater is he who lives in us than anything in this world. So, but we have selfishness, fear, worry, anxiety, sickness, and disease, shame, guilt, condemnation, unforgiveness. We have that orphan spirit seeking the father's love and not really understanding that because we're still living by the natural, not by the supernatural, as Carrie talked about, not by the spirit. We have Satan as the prince of the world. We, we have this scarcity mindset. We have to understand... We, all the resources of heaven are, we, we have tremendous resources of, of gold and silver and oil and, and all kinds of minerals. God's given this earth for us to rule and reign. We have also, we, uh, we have the blame and the poverty that, that goes, goes with all of this. And so that's what was lost in, in assessing damages. So what we have is, is really, and, and I want to, because we've done this in some other podcasts, but I really want to come back to this definition of the world. And, and it's important we, we get this. Uh, uh, little children, you can be certain that you belong to God, and look at this, and have conquered them. For the one who's living in you is and who's living in us, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, the triune God is living in us. For the one living in you is far greater than the one who's in the world. So, and this is in the TPT translation, the Passion Translation, and they have the footnote here. And it's really important we get this because that is the Antichrist who denied that Jesus is Christ. So, and again, We've had this ever since the fall. We have people that didn't that denied Jesus as Lord as the Messiah, and they're still waiting for the Messiah. Jesus came; He redeemed us. And so the footnote also goes on to say that uh, that 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 one is the devil. We we have the Word of Jesus, the Word of of God, the Holy Spirit, the favor of God, and Jesus Christ within us is more than enough power to overcome the evil of this world. And John uses the word uh, cosmos more than any other New Testament writer 104 times to convey the concept of this world system or world order. One would describe it as the culture of the world. So it's an antichrist world. It's a pagan world. And we're going to see uh, and, and, and see this too. And this is a scripture that has been really meaningful to me over, over the years. And, and, and again, there's the principle. The principle wants to tell us he is the source and the devil is the devil triangle. There's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. And what we see here in this, this is in, in 1 John 2, 15 through 17 in the Amplified. 
And this is just so important. Just, just meditate on this and see this, that do not love the world. <laughs> because we just define the world. The world's culture is an anti-Christ, anti-Messiah, anti-Savior of the world. And it's the prince of this world. And he's been defeated. He exists. But guess what? Greater is he who's in us than he that's in this world. So do not love the world of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, look at this, the love of the Father is not in him. And we, we did a, a podcast on the love of God, the agape of God. For all that is in the world, look at, the, look at this, the lust and sensual cravings of the flesh, because we're spirit, soul, and body. And in the body, we have, uh, we have these five senses, what we see, we hear, we smell, we touch, and what we feel. So, so we, we have the five senses and, and taste. And, 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 and we're driven by that. We can be driven by the spirit, walk by the spirit, not by the flesh. And, and so we have the cravings of the flesh. And we have the lust and the longings of the eyes. When Adam and Eve saw the eyes, they thought it was good. They thought they could, uh, uh, they were disobedient to God. So we have this lust of the eyes and we have the boastful pride of life, the pretentious uh, confidence in one's resources. So Adam and Eve wanted to operate in their own resources or in the stability of the earthly things rather than trusting their father, their father God. These do not come from, so when we're lusting after these things, we're lusting after the pagan things, the antichrist parts of this world. They don't come from the father, but they come from the world. And that's a natural world. And, it, and it's, but it's embodied in a spirit, in a spiritual uh, part of, of, of the world. The world is passing away. The spiritual, the, the, the world is passing away, but the lust, the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings, but the one who does the will of God that follows and trusts God and carries out his purposes live in that green line forever and ever. So th this is really important. So in, 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 a, in this scripture here, as we go through this, gain is now. So when we, we do this damage assessment of the damage that's happened to, to us as in the fallen world, we need to understand we're above this. We have the gain. The gain is now. So this is Paul talking here. And, and Paul, Paul is, is, is right, and this is in Philippians 3, verses 7 and 10 in, in the mirror translation. Gain is now, is that now, now listen to him speaking, because this is so, so important, is that the sum total, now you understand, he was the Hebrew of the Hebrew, he was the, he was the greatest Pharisee, he was persecuting and killing the followers of Christ, he was the top dog in, in the government of, of the religious system, the sum total of my religious pedigree and sincere devotion amounts to zero, so let, we go back to that picture uh, of, of just the, uh, of, of the de devastation of a hurricane and the deficit. So we, that amounts to zero is what he's saying. And, 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 and we, we have been gifted with, in Christ has reduced the, the once seemed so important to meaningless in, in, in information. So he's saying to esteem the law is to, is to your loss. 
Faith is your gain, is your profit. So notice, to esteem the law of the religious duty, the performance-based system, is a loss. Everything he counts as a loss. And here we go. In fact, I've come to the conclusion that every association, every association I've had with that which defined me uh, before as a devout Jew is by far eclipsed by what I have gained in knowing the Savior, Messiah. Eclipsed by what I have gained in knowing the Messiah. So his past is gone. Jesus Christ is his masterful redemption defines me now. So Jesus Christ and his masterful redemption defines me now. Religion is like, look at this, like dog poo. And it stinks. Avoid stepping in it. <laughs> Can you see that visual image? Religion is like dog poo. And it stinks. Avoiding stepping in it. Put that visual image in your head and think about it because that's the red line living. It stinks. It doesn't satisfy. It's temporal. And again, what, what Paul's teaching here, because when he on the road to Damascus, when he had the encounter and that you see the transformed life that he's had, uh, he, he heard the voice of God. And, and in that, uh, the Holy Spirit showed himself to Paul. So, so here I am, Paul saying, found in Christ. I was looking in the wrong place all along. My own duty, my own duty and guilt-driven religious endeavor snared me in the cul-de-sac maze of self-righteousness sponsored by the law of works. The faith of Christ revealed, look at this, my identity now. He's talking about this. My faith of Christ reveals my identity. The faith of Christ reveals my identity. Righteousness defines who God believes that I really am. Righteousness defines who God believes. So who does God believe you really are? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's how God sees you, redeemed, healed, restored. So righteousness defines who God believes that I really am. This righteousness is sourced in God and endorses the authority of faith. It's the faith that Jesus had. It's the faith of Christ that, and it's the love of God to send his son to, to redeem all mankind and to bring us into the righteousness of God so we can enter in righteousness as being able to enter into his presence with no guilt, shame, condemnation. We've been made whole. And this is an interesting footnote here. It says, faith, faith is a fairy tale if Jesus is not the substance of it. If, if Jesus is not the substance of your faith, it's a fairy tale. Christ has to be the center. And it's the Holy Spirit as we go through this, as we go through this, it's the Holy Spirit revealing his truth. I'm reading scripture here. And again, as I'm reading scripture, it's revealing truth to you. And one of the things that I seek in my own life, and I'm in a, in a, a group, and, and then we just talk about that. I, I want to know the truth. I want to know all that you have for me, Lord. 
And then here in verse 10, oh, to comprehend the dynamic, the power, the dynamic of his resurrection. His, his resurrection is evidence of our righteousness. In the revelation of God's economy, look at this, God's economy of inclusion. And what does that include? I, I actually co-suffered with him and uh, with him and co-died together with. That's the inclusion in the economy of God, his economy of love, co-suffered with him, and we're crucified with him, and we died with him, we rose with him, and we're sitting with him now. And the footnote here says, because I, I was already fully represented in his suffering, his death and resurrection, I, I am greatly inspired when faced with contradictions now. So when disbelief comes at us, because uh, people are looking and say, you're strange, you're weird uh, be, because of this belief. We're walking by faith. This is true. This is real. And, and the transformed life the, through the Holy Spirit living in us shows the word of God, the word of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation is the word revealing Jesus to us. And this is so important. So Paul called it, called, uh, called everything in his past a loss. So that's that, that destruction uh, of just looking at all those houses destroyed, maybe the loss of life. You know, what's going on in your life? Maybe a relationship situation, a, a child that's gone astray, a loss of a job, loss of money, whatever. All that is a loss. But you know what? I count that as nothing, nothing. I call, He calls that dog poop. <laughs> it stinks. Avoid stepping in it for the gain of knowing Christ, the Messiah, and to know the righteousness that we have in, through Jesus Christ and the love of God for us. That is just so powerful. So th this is the gain that we have now uh, in, in, in the second uh, Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, which just goes, we're new creations. This new creation has come. The old is gone. That old poop is gone. We don't have to step in it. The new is here. We are new creations. We've been born again. And we have the infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We are not controlled by the enemy dictate. That, that old is gone. And with that, we have power over the enemy. And, and this scripture just really is just so great too, uh, because now we understand the gain is now, we're new creation life, and the glory is now too, is that, and we read this in, in uh, Colossians 3 verses 1 to 4, is, and I just love this, I've just committed this to a major part of my life, Christ and, and, and again, we, I think we've given this out in other podcasts to, to just uh, download it and get it because and, and just commit this not to just your head knowledge, but bring this into your heart. Christ's resurrection is my resurrection, is your resurrection too. Christ's resurrection, his ascension, is our resurrection too. This is why I, we, yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. And who's sitting with him? We're sitting with him too. We're sitting with him because we ascended. We rose with him. And we're sitting with him. 
and, and he's given us the power and authority we've talked about in another scripture. So, so where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. So yes, here's what we're supposed to feast on. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm, the spiritual realm. Feast on all the, in other words, treasures here of the heavenly realm and fill our thoughts with the realities, the heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. We just got to get that in. The treasures of the heavenly realm are so much greater, and the realities of the heavenly realm are so much greater than the natural realm. And the, and, the, and the heavenly realm created, the spiritual world created the natural world because God spoke it all into existence. So we have my resurrection, you know, Christ's resurrection is our resurrection, my resurrection. Now we come, your crucifixion, my crucifixion with Christ. We're crucified with Christ and we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. And so our crucifixion with Christ has severed, has severed the tie to this world, to this life. And now, now my, your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself, this is so important, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who I really am, who you really are, will also be revealed. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be re revealed for you, I, I carry it. For you are now one with him, where? In his glory, his presence, his power, his goodness being revealed. So this is the revelation, and that's the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus Christ to his sons and daughters, to his children, to his family, because we're a part of the family. So what we have is, is in, in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse, uh, verses 2, and two, and 2 to 4, is, is that grace and peace, oh, this is so good, Grace and look at this. Grace and peace. So our gain is now. This new creation life is now. This grace and peace, not the fear and the worry and the attention of loss and 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 all the damages. Well, the damages was to our soul when 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 because we came in through through Adam, but we've been reborn. And, 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 and redeemed through the blood of Jesus on the cross. So the grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge, in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has done what? Has given to me and all of us here all things. His divine power is the gain, has given us gain, all things, that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us. Oh, that there's so much there. Let's just look at this again. Grace and peace be multiplied, overflowing, fulfilled in, in you, in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all all things 
that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of what? The divine nature. What is that divine nature? Living in us, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Do you see these scriptures tying together the world system that is a lustful system rather than the craving, the craving of the gain that we have now in knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and receiving that and knowing who God is and, we, and knowing who Christ is. As Christ is revealed, we'll understand who we really are. So, so important. So, <clears throat> And this is so important. And, 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 and this has been one of my scriptures. And this is so important that we just get this also here. Because I like to just ask the question. Because as we know, see, as, as, as we assess the damages uh, in a storm, and they're just a wipeout of everything, is and we assess the damages, we have to know who we are. Our identity doesn't change. Our identity doesn't change because we lose a job, uh, 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 we lose a child, uh, uh, we have a storm that wipes out a house and, and all of our belongings. That doesn't change who we are. Our identity doesn't change because of the circumstance. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he who made, he, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God, and, and again, a lot of verses say, in Christ Jesus. So I like to ask the question, who are you? And this is the game. Who are you? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I like to speak that over my life. And, and as you're listening and watching today, just say it, say it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Who are you? I am the righteousness of of God in Christ Jesus. Who are you? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is so important that we're speaking the I am. I'm not lack. I, I'm not lost. No, I've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And I am. I have right standing with God because of what Jesus Christ did. And I can enter into his glory, his presence, his power, and his goodness now because I have the righteousness of God. I have the divine nature of God living in me. So what we have now is the restoration, the gain, that we have the righteousness, the joy, the truth. We have this oneness restored. We have divine health. We have the divine nature of God. We have God's DNA planted in us. We have God's DNA. We have the glorious victory over everything. We have prosperity. Prosperity is the overflowing love of God in everything that we do. Joseph was prosperous in every place he did, even in the prison. Every place he did went was prosperous. And in judgment of the cross, Jesus took all that loss and now has given us the gain here of righteousness, joy, truth, our oneness with him, divine health, glorious victory over everything, prosperity, judgment. And the judgment says not guilty, and we have an abundant life now. So what's been restored to us uh, is our rights and justice restored and it's been redeemed. So all these legal rights 
that the fraud that was taken in the garden has now been restored through the blood of Jesus and the cross. The curse is gone, and now we have the blessings of God, and we have this redeemed life, the abundant life, the oneness uh, with God now. So our identity has been restored. Our fellowship with God has been restored. We have eternity now. Uh, our, your position of authority, power, and dominion, and status has been returned. Our righteousness of it, our, our right standing with God, our anointing, our holiness, we're sanctified by Christ. And again, for some maybe listening, this is new to you. But again, this is real. This is what the scriptures are teaching. And in the book uh, that, we've, that the Lord wrote, I didn't write this. The Lord, the Holy Spirit directed this. In the back of it, there are a whole bunch of I am's. In, in who we are in Christ, our identity of knowing who we are. And I really suggest that you read these and you start writing down your I am's, your purpose, your peace, your provision, your protection, your health, life, joy, abundance. And we have this outside of time to never die that we've, we've taught on. We're designed to be immortal uh, in hearing and seeing God. We've been recon re reconciled back to the oneness with our Father that has loved us. That's God the Father, God the Son. We have God the Holy Spirit living in us now. So, so our restoration and gain is now. Our restoration and gain is now. In Colossians 1 verse 20, uh, and by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself. Now look at that. And by the blood of on his, on his cross, everything in the heaven and earth has been brought back, back to its original intent, restored to innocence, because that was the original plan, and redemption is happening as the manifested sons and daughters receive all that is, is for them. So what we read also in Colossians verse, chapter 1, verse 21 through 22, even though you were once distanced from him, living in that poop life, that red line life, living in the, in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, and I like to just bring that in because, because I think we can get that visual image of what the red line is. It's like poop. It's like poop. It doesn't, it smells, it doesn't satisfy. And, and living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace. <laughs> you know, how can you have peace in the middle of a storm? How can you have peace when, when you've been wiped out your house and all your belongings and, and your possessions and, and loss of businesses? And how can you have this supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment to redeem us on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence, in his righteousness. And now there's nothing between you and Father God, God the Father, who sees you as, look at it, he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. So how does God see us? Father God sees us as holy, flawless, and restored, not performing.
to get to God. He, the performance is, is Jesus Christ, God the, God the Son, who, who came and by faith trusted God to redeem man, all of mankind. So here's the victory that we have. The restoration is gain now. The restoration again, his perfect love union is now. And, and I just love this because this is just such a perfect part of, of, of our life and the victory that we have now, the gain that we have now. And, and then this is Romans 8, verse 37 and 39. And it's so interesting, looking at different translations uh, of, of, the, of, the, of the word of Jesus, the word of, the word of God. And as we look at this, uh, and he reveals his truth, and you're seeking truth. Lord, what does this mean? Uh, give me give me your Holy Spirit and reveal to me what these words mean. So this was really powerful when I, I, I started seeing this, is that this is so neat. Yet even in the midst of all these things, and again, he's going through all the trouble. You know, we've been wiped out. <laughs> you know, all the damage, the house, we've been wiped out. Yet in the midst of all these things, look at this, we triumph over them all. <laughs> uh, for God, how, so God has made us, for God has made us how? To be more than conquerors. So even the midst of all this destruction, midst of all the circumstances, we triumph. We, with the Holy Spirit living in us, we triumph over them all. For Look at how God has made it. God has made us to be more than conquerors. And how does this happen? How does this happen? And in his demonstrated love is my glorious victory over everything. And his demonstrated love for you listening to this is your, is your glorious victory over everything. We triumph over them all. And God made us to be more than conquerors. And his demonstrated love it is your, is our glorious victory over everything. Oh, that's so powerful. That's our great game. So now, so now I live with confidence that there's nothing, there's nothing in the universe with the power to separate me, separate us from God's love. There's nothing. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, our dark rulers in the heavens, over this world, this pagan world, this antichrist world. So let me go back to that. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, our dark, dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing, there's nothing in our present, our future circumstances that can weaken God's love for us, his agape love for us. There's no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through the Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So, that, so Carrie, the gain is now. The gain is now. He, he has given us glorious victory over everything in in the game so as paul talked about all all the world's standards even is he counts as loss 
And what we have is the gain is the knowing our identity as sons and daughters and who we are in Christ Jesus. Christ living in us is the hope of glory because we have the glory of his presence now, the righteousness of God living in us now. Our identity, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, Glenn, as we go through this teaching, uh, this keeps coming to the forefront for, for me. as like, we've talked about this many times in some of the previous podcasts, that the, the things that we talk about are kind of counter to maybe some of the um, maybe traditional teachings, you know, uh, about the sweet by and by, you know, I have to get through this troublesome world so I can finally get my eternal reward and such like that. But yet a theme that comes up over and over, Glenn, as we're reading through the Bible, we're getting a sense for, uh, think about it, we've talked about heaven is open now. You get your new citizenship now. We talked about this, just just a, a great teaching today, your gain is now. And it really is almost a... Um, a mindset of understanding that you have to view yourself like like you started the lesson with on that green line where you see yourself the way God sees you. And so uh, I know uh, we we always come back and we talk about uh, these things. And I think they're such good tools because we make them uh, available. You, all you have to do is go to the repleminute.com. Uh, the one with Christ in glory uh, is just a great sheet to print out, put it next to you someplace that you'll see it and, and can refer to it throughout the day so that you can be continually refreshed. And I know, Glenn, we always close our broadcast by going through the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights. This is another thing that you can print out because it goes, Glenn, just with everything that you're talking about. In the back of the fraud book, uh, you, you talk about um, all the IMs that are, that are literally in the appendix of this and it's so important that we take the time to, to declare these things out loud uh, because the Bible is also clear, you know, uh, it, it's, it's out of your mouth that this is established. And so it's just such an important, um, I would almost call it a shift in how people uh, interpret, interpret what's going on around them. Yeah. And we've talked about this. What nullifies the word of God? It's the traditions, the religious traditions we get caught up into. And, and as you're talking about the book, yeah, the book is good. We're just getting reports back. We have a man, he's got 50 books. He's just handing them out to people. And he's talking to them about the fraud committed on, on their lives. And, and, and in that, and again, these are little bite-sized chapters, but, but they're powerful because that we're being released into really our identity of who we are. Because the one thing that I, I think I've just been teaching over and over was as I got that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's that's sometimes hard to really understand because we've been taught, no, you're a sinner, you're a dirty, rotten sinner saved by grace. No, I, I am the righteousness of God that was complete and finished on the cross. The blood took that. So, so in that, we've got to sometimes... Uh, as carries the talk, we have to change that mindset. So, so the fraud is to say, I, I, "I'm a sinner." No, I am a saint, and we have we have you know we have teachings on that. And so we have to understand a a new mindset. We're new creations in Christ Jesus. So get the book, and and in that 
get two or three or four or five and, and then have a small group and just go through it. And people are doing this in offices, they're doing this in small groups. And then after you've done that, uh, you know, you've read it, marked it up, go give it away and begin passing it on. Because people are wanting the truth right now. They want the truth. There's so many things the atmosphere is just filled with sickness and disease and, and deceit. We need the truth. And so as we read this, as we close uh, today, is the believer's declaration of legal rights. These, these are our legal rights that we have. And pretty much in each of the chapters at the close, we talk about our legal rights that we've got in, in the book. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of priests. I belong to the family of God. I can enter into God's presence boldly now. There it is again, Gary. It's a now. And that's a continuous theme in the teaching. We're in a now gospel. Yes. I have been recreated into God's image and likeness of love now. I manifest and experience Heaven on earth is carried just heaven's open on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy, which is the kingdom of God through the Holy Spirit. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back. And I, I really like saying this this way, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, because they are the three in one. The Holy Spirit is God, God the Holy Spirit living in me now, the divine nature. I have the word of God, the word of Jesus dwelling in me now. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. Now, I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Yeshua, Hamasiah, Jesus. Now, I have legal authority as a believer <laughs> over the principalities, powers, and the rulers of the, of the kingdom of darkness. We are the rulers over that. <laughs> we don't have to join in that red line living, in that dog poop. That, that's not, we don't, need to, we don't need to step in it. It stinks. It stinks. We, we have abundant life. We've been made righteous now. And I have, through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. That's the power that, that the Holy Spirit gives by faith to us as believers. Yeah, Glenn, when we, when we actually take and appropriate that and apply that in our lives, I mean, that is why Jesus came, was to redeem us back so we would have that opportunity to be there. And I think it's one of the things that's so important is because, um, sadly, a lot of times religion teaches us traditions which probably initially had some, some meaning because it was about establishing that relationship with the Lord. But really what you keep teaching, and, and it is, is, is th the message that runs throughout everything in the kingdom living mindset is, this is a continual relationship with the Lord day in, day out, and that you have that um, power and authority because of um, the relationship with the Lord. You're you're on that green line living. It's really it's really a great great place to be. And I'm encouraged, Glenn, each time that you uh, take the time to bring to bring one of these kingdom living messages, because as as uh, God is allowing this these messages to reach around the world, and people uh, are in different circumstances and different situations, this is really 
if you will, the universal response to almost any situation that you run into. And so if you are new to this, uh, I want to encourage you, viewer or listener, to uh, make sure you visit therepleminute.com. There's so many good resources there from Glenn's daily Monday through Friday, Repel Minute, Biblical Encouragement, um, Daily Peace, to uh, you can actually access the fraud, the fraud teachings. You can also pick up your copy of Fraud, What God Has to Say About Tactics of the Enemy, and you can work your way backwards through or forwards through the entire volumes of Kingdom Living series. And I think there's so many good teachings in there that will really be transformational to you. And it's the feedback we keep hearing from people uh, globally as they're touched by the uh, message of understanding who they are through Christ Jesus. So Glenn, um, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to pray for everybody within the sound sound of uh, sound of our voices, but I really want to encourage you, if you're watching this or listening to this, uh, and it's having meaning for you, please share this. Share this in your circle. Uh, like Glenn said, get a copy of Fraud, do a Bible study together, work these things out together, because the I really think the more you exercise that faith muscle, it's like the stronger you get, Glenn. Yeah. And, and I hear so many times people report, I, I've never been taught this. I, I, right. This is the message I've heard. And and uh, uh, our identity is so important. We are sons of God loves us. And, and that's so yeah. important that we, that we hear this. But let's go before the Lord. Father, we, Father, we praise your holy name. Father, you are the creator. You're the source of everything. And we just thank you. We just praise you. And Father, your word does not return void. As we speak your word, as we read scripture today, uh, it, we know it goes, it's going all over the world to the nations. And Father, we just thank you that that word's entering inside of hearts and, and, and planting seeds of, of your love in them. It's bringing healing. It's bringing healing and life to the bones and to the emotions. They're, they're soul wounds that are being healed now as, as they understand your word because you speak life, you speak life into, into every part of our, our, our minds, our wills, our emotions, and into our body. We align with your spirit. We want, Lord, we want your truth. We want your life, your truth living in us, because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We thank you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 What a great message today. Gain is now. Like it, share it, appropriate it, make it your message for this upcoming week. And thank you, Glenn, for sharing that. And thank you, viewer, listener, for uh, staying with us. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Kingdom Living Podcast.